podcast has changed my life. Dad, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, nice to be met. Come on, sit down, tuck in. This is not funny! Then the question is, like, if you podcast and no one hears it, did it happen? Like, if, the, if, it, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did it happen? That came to mind. Yeah, well, and look... And I, I wanted to say, I have always disagreed with that phrase. Yeah, okay. Why is that? Because if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? Obviously. Like, yeah. Mm. I never, never really like... I think it's meant to be a metaphor for, like, if the unobservable happens and you can never know... Did it? It's like a Schrodinger's cat kind of thing. It's like it's both happened and not happened because, as far as you're concerned, because you're the observer. But like with the tree example, it's like yeah, it would have made a noise. Yeah, that's how noise no. works. And like birds would have heard it. Yeah, birds would. Have, no, but I think the saying. I think you've missed the point. It's like no one was there, so there's no birds to hear it. Like if people can't yeah, it, hear it, does it make a sound? It's a big no, philosophical yeah, so question. If, I know you're trying to simplify no. it right now. No, no, you're saying it's big and I'm saying it's small. So if there's a tree yeah. in the forest yeah. and there are no birds, no wildlife, no humans, no one who has like ears around No one's got it, ears. That's right. Within hearing distance of this yeah. tree that is about to fall over and yeah. then it falls over, it undoubtedly makes a sound. Sure. In your mind, if someone said Obvious. hear it, it does. But if there's nothing Obviously. around that can hear. Yes. So at this point, hearing yes. doesn't exist. Think about that. So here well, it does, no- just in New York City, but not away from the forest. No. So in this context, no one can hear, right? The, the, you think that the, the phrase, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around, allowed to hear, around to hear it, does it make a sound, takes place in a hypothetical world where there are still humans, but everyone is deaf? No. In this particular situation, <laughs> Tom, no one is around yes. to hear it, which means hearing, it, yes. does no, it doesn't exist, right? It's, it's not relevant to this particular situation. Exactly. No right. So the minute someone gets to that forest near that tree that does have hearing capabilities, it's like, whoa, hearing's back yeah. on the table. But if something, yeah. if, if, it, if there's no one there to hear it and it falls, then it doesn't make a sound because no one can hear the sound. No, so this is where I just disagree with you so strongly. And it's so human centric to take this view to think that sound is only there for us to hear it. No, sound I'm not saying, just, I'm, not, I'm saying for anything. Yes, you are. Birds, anything that yeah, has yeah, yeah, ears, yeah. right? Yeah. None of them are okay. here there yeah. to hear it. It's not just human-based. Then it's too ear-centric because sound is not just for ears to hear. Vibrations. Ears have been developed... Yeah, ears have been developed over time to hear certain vibrations to, to allow animals to kind of understand their environment better and those are the ones that were successful and mated properly and then evolved over time. Sound is just energy from some shit happening and vibrations yeah. going through air, that happens whether there's birds around or not. It's got nothing to do with That's, the birds. It's science, The birds right. have reacted to the sound. The sound came before the birds. But I'm saying if none thing there is, if no one is there that can read these vibrations in the air, which is what you're right, which is what sound is, which some, is probably what a lot of things are, then is it happening? Yeah, because I mean, we you know can it's say not it just is. about the fucking ears. Yeah, I know. I t- look, I, I think... Yeah, but if no one's there, does it happen? You, you, it actually is, I mean... Okay, I, so I totally this is get what it you're saying. Be. I totally get what you're saying. It's like yeah. if you put a camera in there, right, that just records yeah, but 24 no audio. hours. That, yeah, I mean, with the audio, if it falls, it does make a sound. And that you would be like, ha-ha, no one was there to yeah. hear it. But something was exactly. your fucking camera, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, then, yeah, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the saying should be, if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound, in brackets. 
Unless Cashman has put a GoPro. No. In which case, he's got you. I'm not saying that. I, I think what you're saying is, does it make a sound? Should be replaced with like, can you prove it made a sound? Obviously, if no one's around to, around to hear something, you can't prove that it occurred. Maybe, yeah, you'd have difficulty kind of like knowing for sure in the way that we... But by that same token, you could argue we don't know anything. You know, we could all be in a fucking simulation. But as far as yeah. if, we, if we agree that the physics and the, the scientific concepts that we live our lives around in the world as we know it exist, then in a forest, no matter who's fucking around, if a tree falls, based on the scientific principles we understand, yes, it makes a sound. Yeah, but there's also more mystery Obviously. in science than there is, like, certainties. Do you know what I mean? So it's like you can live your life by these scientific principles, but it's also like, yeah. say something happened overnight, everyone in the world could no longer hear, we're all deaf. The tree's yeah. not making a noise. Yes, it is. It's no, not it's just not. about us. it's not us. making a noise. No, I'm saying no one can hear. The concept of hearing's gone. If it falls, so now it's t- then sound doesn't exist. But so now it's actually just about the definition of sound. If you define the word sound as being about something that is received by ears, if you make the definition turn upon ears mm. and ears hearing it, then you're right. But that's not my definition of sound. Sound What's your is definition just the phenomenon. Sound? The phenomenon of air hitting other air in vibrations and going around and yeah, sometimes people say, can hear it and sometimes people can't hear it because not all yeah, so, most look, sounds i've t- never heard if you take away ears though you take away ears we wouldn't know much about sound let me tell you not a lot of research grants going into you know understanding vibrations and how sound we need the ears we wouldn't be talking about it if we didn't I, have ears I, or didn't be like weren't able to hear i'm not disagreeing that if everyone didn't have ears, research grants into sound would go down. Of course, that's the case. But regardless of any of this, it's a philosophical question, right? That has stood for, I don't know. I don't think it's, who, I'm saying, I think it's obvious. You think it's obvious. It's not philosophical at all. I first heard it. I'm like, yeah. Next. That was my. You were like, yeah, it makes a noise. Move on. So, yeah, what, what else you got? Philosophy 101. I actually had that uh, reaction quite a few times because I did one philosophy course at uni and I'm like... Do you think maybe you're not good, you're not good at philosophy? <laughs> Do you think... Or you just think you're really good at it because you, like, you were able to come to an answer of questions that are n- not supposed to have answers <laughs> to. <laughs> okay, so there, uh, two, there were two categories of things that occurred. For some of them, I had an obvious answer. And for that one, I, that one actually wasn't in philosophy 101. That's, um, that's, that's got to be... I had a clear answer because I have a clear sense of what's right or wrong. But then for the other ones, yeah, I found it quite frustrating that there was no answer. Like there'd be a lecture and for an hour we'd t- talk about some question and I'm like, great, so it's wrapping up. Probably lecture's about to end in five yeah. minutes, so probably going to find out the answer. And then they were like, there is no mm. answer. And I'm like, well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's like the early... I mean, I remember that at school in English like maybe when I got to high school and they were like, there's more than one answer. And I would be like, I appreciate that, but could you just tell me the answer and then I'll engineer how to get the answer. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Get the, the, I know you've got to say to make us think. Yeah, you're like, actually, I want to hear your opinion, but it's like, just tell me the answer. Like, actually, there is an answer. Be cool. And then I'll figure out how to get to the answer by like going back like retrospectively and like thinking yeah. about the process. And, to get if there, the like, ans- and if the answer is it's inconclusive, just tell me that and I'll give you an inconclusive answer. But don't tell me that there's no answer. Because you've thought about it more, you teaching fuck. Yeah. The one that I've changed my ad- opinion on a bit is the the trolley problem. Are you familiar with this trolley oh, and problem? I mean, this is actually probably surely coming into the foreground, forefront. 
foreground, no, the forefront with that with this rise in AI at the moment, right? Because AI is oh, here it's, we go. It's it's wow. at rapid pace. It's in good soon. Podcasters yeah. like you or I won't even have jobs anymore because AI will successfully be able to record the podcast. But like the trolley problem is always been a classic thing why AI, we can't have self-driving cars, right? Because of AI, cannot make this decision because it's programmed. Yeah. But now AI well, is advancing. Can make the decision. You just have to... You just have to program it in. I think I've said that on this podcast before that like obviously if you have a self-driving car, it needs to make decisions about what to do with your car in emergency situations. Yeah. And if it assesses that you're about to run into a bus full of school children where there's like 20 school children and there's based on the circumstances, either your car has to go off the cliff or this bus will. Kind of morally, the programming of the car should be sacrifice the person in the car. Of course. For the 20 school children because obviously that's... That's the moral but, uh, answer. But no one there. wants to buy a but car like, like that. I just like the idea of like, well, that's what I mean. It's like, I'd be just at the dealership being like, oh, can I, nah, nah, but for real, can I get like one where it just kills dude, the bus? just kills like, the bus. I, I want one that saves the car more than the and normal I'll, one. Dude, like, I'll tell the media, I'll tell the media just like the algorithm just fit, like frizzled a bit or whatever. Oh, and just took them I don't know what happened. But like, yeah, just do it for me you know like under the table because a guy i know said that he got a a shower installed and there's a limit to how hot the water can be yeah these days but he bribed the plumber to make the water so that's what i really that's what i that's what i picture myself down at tesla in in 2045 being like oi can you get me up to five school children (laughs) instead of two dude i do like that it's all (laughs) come on man it's always that problem it's like a, a small baby or like I don't know, twelve old old ladies. Like AI can't make that decision or whatever. But it's a small baby or twelve old ladies. I'm not familiar with that. Or one. whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Like it's always just like an yeah, impossible totally, totally. decision that you can't make. I've been driving well, for the, like the, eight. I've never even come close to a situation like that. It's like just yeah. do it and let AI figure it out. Like flip a coin, and it'll probably be like life will probably be exactly the same. <laughs> Flip a coin, but that one's harder because it's like baby versus old lady, and and like, it can't make that decision. But we couldn't make that decision either. Well, I think potentially a computer could in a very short period of time. Humans, could, I've, yeah, but there's never been a car crash where you're like, it's slow enough where you're like, okay, one baby, and then over <laughs> there there's twelve old ladies, and you're like, okay, <laughs> like if you have that much time, you could probably just put the brakes on. Well, but the, the key one that gets to the point. Of like whether you're involved in the situation, the classic trolley problem is it's going towards one person who's tight. They're all the same age. There's no babies. There's no old ladies. Yeah. You don't know these people, and it's going to kill six people. Shit. It depends. Like, it Shit. varies how many people, but let's say six people. And then there's a lever there, and you can pull the lever and make the train change course so it doesn't kill the six. Yeah. And instead kills one person yeah. who's tied up to an alternative yeah. line. But that one person is is Greta Thunberg. Hang on. Oh. No, see, this is... Oh, see, no, but you're you're talking about ones where to make it harder. But the, the base one okay. is just, they're all, you don't know So any you go six versus one. That's the base one. Yeah. And so my reaction to that when I was 18 was like, obviously you pull it because like one person dying is not as bad as six people dying. Yes. Like that's, that was another one where I'm like, easy, next. Yeah. And what... What if it's the tree? The tree is falling on six people or one person. How does it make yeah. more noise hitting six people or more noise? Well, you'd say, but no one's there to hear you're it. Like, who cares? Because we don't have a GoPro, so if I can just let it all happen, <laughs> it's not like it didn't even happen because I don't have a nose. That's what you'd say, you fucking weirdo. I don't have a nose. Yeah, so it actually doesn't make a smell, and no one, yeah. you know, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
But I now kind of get, like, I still would pull the lever, I think. But, like, it's basically a question that goes to the morality of observing a situation versus, like, intervening in it. And, like, if you intervene, you've kind of killed that one person. Whereas if you just watch six people die, you kind of aren't as involved in that. I would say if you have the power to intervene and don't, that's kind of the same as kind of doing an act. But um, I also get the idea now of just, like, hands up in the world and being like, ah. Oh, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, it's like, that was happening, like... I think it's kind of maybe depends on whether you believe in God Dude. a little bit. Like if you believe that the things are meant to happen. Yeah. But as if you wouldn't, and maybe you could program this into AI, but as if, if you were faced with that dilemma, you're driving along six people or one person, I probably would just, I probably would just take my hands off the wheel and close my eyes. But that's the dif- like that's that's different bad. to the trolley problem. Cause the trolley problem is if you don't do shit, six people are going to die, but you're not involved. It's like, what a shame you could have stopped it, but ah oh well, like you didn't do it. Whereas if you pull that lever, that person who dies wouldn't have died if you hadn't have intervened. So you've kind of killed them. And so that's the question. Yeah. Do you want to get involved and reduce the suffering? Or do you want to just black hands up and be like, whoa, sometimes the world's cruel. Sometimes those trains, whoa, they're but out there doing it, crazy stuff. On those trains. Why is it always a trolley as well? Like I've never, when a trolley's, I never see trolleys that are on tracks. Do you know what I mean? I think it's like a train. Like, I don't think it's like a shopping trolley. <laughs> No, I think it's like a like you know in Harry Potter when he goes into the um the vault to get his money and he's in the bank and he's oh, on a trolley. Oh yes, yes, yes. On tra- that's what I think of when I think of the. I'm picturing I think of like a in weird, a computer like, game where you get on like and then you're, like you're pushing maybe in the olden days like of the gold rush they're pushing down on some big thing and they're pushing themselves along the. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Big trolley exactly. of like to put gold in. It would be good if it was a woolly shopping trolley. Man, the only trolley problem I have is whether to choose sustain or crunchy nut. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real trolley problem, if you ask me. This is me going back to the philosophy lecture 12 years later. Just not to bore too much on the trolley problem, yes. but surely AI I think it's a trolley opportunity. I've always wanted to kill a guy and have a good reason. <laughs> but my point is, if AI, right, yes. an artificial intelligence, was, was given that problem... Like it would be over the moon with its. <laughs> it would be. It would love it. Solution. Like, well, if it kills what does one an AI person, like uh, software do when it's over the moon? Just like shake around. You just see the. Code well, when flittering. it's knocked off, it probably go. They go for celebratory drinks I, or I don't know. I love this kind of shit. I love it. <laughs> this is what I live for. <laughs> the difficult decisions like these. But it's not a difficult decision for the AI. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's such an easy decision. This is where if it's programmed that I way, disagree. unless you program it for six people, and then it's over the moon that it killed six instead of one. <laughs> I love the idea of it being over the moon. <laughs> I think I disagree a little bit because, in my mind, and I think I'm right, but most people do when they say things, you know. Um, so that probably wasn't worth clarifying. It depends how you program the AI. Like, and and there's no. This is a another example of a question. There's no right answer to. Like, we have morals. There's no kind yeah. of objective answers to these things. Some people. I think particularly religious people who think there's a kind of like method to the madness of the universe and thinks that things that happen are kind of meant to happen. They're happy mm. staying out of that situation and watching six people die. Whereas they think it would be a sin mm. to pull that lever and kill that one person. They'd consider that to be murder. So they would see that on religious grounds as being an easy answer to just leave the train. Whereas I am a bit more focused on the differences between the consequences and more comfortable yeah. pulling it. So there's no right answer. And then it depends like who's in power when the AI gets programmed. 
And I think you just have to tell the AI what the fucking answer to that is. I mean, you could let the AI yeah. intuit it, but that would be just handing over moral questions to a machine. To a computer. And then we've lost. I think there is, a, in the same way that you think there's a, a correct answer to if a tree falls in the woods, but no one's there to hear it. Yeah. Like to the trolley problem, it's just a, do you just kill the one person? Yeah. It's not murder. You're just murdering. At this point, you're murdering either way. You may as well murder less. Totally. I mean, I agree. I think, yeah, my opinion on it is that having the power to intervene and not intervening, particularly if the intervening is easy, like it's, there's no risk to your life or anything by pulling this lever, I think it's the, the, pretty much the same as acting. I don't think there's a big difference between, between that. So if the six people die, you can't really say, oh, I didn't do shit. Like you could have saved them. So you kind of killed them too. Yeah. And if you're killing both, exactly. then you may as well kill one. But like, sorry, you're next to the lever, bro. You're standing next to the lever. Dude. You're involved in this whether you like it or not. Oh, absolutely. You're such a big player. And I think if you killed one, you would you would probably get like quite a bit of fame. And I think you'd write a book, maybe. <laughs> yes, and like I really think you could spin it into something quite big. The like, trolley I think guy. You would, do a te- you would do- the trolley guy faced with the problem, what did he do? And it's like, yeah, you're a murderer, but everyone would be like Headlines. Fuck, what would I have done? Did he do the right thing? Like then the edit- <laughs> like the opinion pages the next day, he did. Hero. Hero saves five. I can see it now. Dude. You're out there doing You press. would see it and you would do a sit down with like Oprah Winfrey. You would have a book deal. Like, like yeah, it was you'd tough. Done every podcast. You'd research all the shit about the trolley problem. You're like, yeah, fuck, it is interesting that you know I got put in this situation, such a famous situation, and kind of handled it with such a <laughs> bomb, really, just by the book, really. As um, Kierkegaard once said, uh, like you'd be, you'd do all the research and just be like, quoting dude, all and the people would be fascinated. They were like, what were you doing in a trolley in the first place? Like, what what steps are you living your life that you are in a trolley day to day? Like, you must be in like an old school, like I don't know, gold mine or something. That's the only place I can think of a trolley being. I think then you know what would probably come out. I think there'd be some accusations that it's like similar to the film Unbreakable that you have to d- design this scenario and you've been like hanging out in, in gold mines mm. waiting for a trolley-esque um, moral dilemma to emerge so you can be, get f- yeah. famous. I want to be famous for yeah. being the most moral guy on the planet. They would go deeper and find out that you'd abducted seven people recently. Yeah, exactly. They're the perfect number. Split them, six on one track, <laughs> one on the other. And then decided on who was who based on whether they were um, uh, found you sexually attractive. So you get all seven. Which like, actually... Give, give me a compliment. And the one who gets the worst compliment, <laughs> that's the one. And then you killed them. It's like, oh, from nice guy to absolute psychopath. But then it's actually not the trolley problem at all because you have already picked who you're going to murder mm. beforehand based on them not finding you attractive. Yeah, I know, I know but like you've... Dude, it's also not the trolley problem if you don't do that and have still kidnapped them and fucking put six random ones on one and one on the other. That's not the traffic problem. It's all avoidable. You could you could have zero people die, but you just want to get on Oprah, so you've killed one. That's not the yeah. It's implied yeah. in the trolley problem that you. That's not the trolley just problem. Just been like walking through the desert and you kind of arrive at the thing and then someone yells out at the thing and it happens. The lever functions in this way that if you pull it in the right way, then it will change tracks and there's six down there and there's one down there. Ah! Yeah, 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 and then you've like, oh, and you got to do. You're on the trolley, mm-hmm. but like my point is, if you're ever on the trolley, yeah. and you find yourself in this, situation, oh, I don't think you're on the trolley. I think you're next to the lever. The trolley's coming from the, yeah, whatever from the distance. The trolley's coming, whatever. Well, generally, the levers lever. that change right. the tracks are not on the trains, dude. <laughs> no, but that you could like, Man. 
No, but some train. Look, I don't know exactly know how trains. I mean, work, in right? the digital age, it probably is actually, yeah. And they they hit a button and talk to someone who then changes the tracks. So I don't know how it works. You oh. could be maybe so you're you'd not phone on, a friend. Maybe we're thinking of different you'd, trolleys. You'd, you'd try and get on the train intercom and be like, <laughs> oh, "Excuse me, um, if I could get onto someone pretty high up in City Rail, I've got a bit of an issue here. What's the uh, what's the position on murdering six to save uh, to save twelve? Um, anyway, look, my point is, if you're ever in that situation, you're near the lever. Mm. You see it all happening. Just think of it as an opportunity. It's not all negative. That's what I said. Yeah. If you're faced it's not with a trolley problem, problem. It's a trolley opportunity to be an okay magazine. Yeah, exactly. You will have a big six minutes of fame. Not even you won't get fifteen. Yeah. You'll get you'll six. get one minute for every life you, life you saved. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you'll probably write a book. People will love it. You could go big on. That was my argument about um, you know when people go, you got one like celebrity that you could sleep with. My answer has always been when oh, yeah. she passed away, either the the Pope or the Queen. Because it would be a terrible sexual experience, but you would you would make a lot of money with your memoir about how you fucked the Pope. Mm. You'd be like, oh, it was crazy. <laughs> he let me do it. I don't know. Like God arranged for me to have like one celebrity and like <laughs> the Pope understood. I think he'd kind of had communications and it was really awkward. Like his penis is so strange. No one's ever touched it. And you'd describe it in lots of detail and you'd probably draw it. You'd do like lots of drawings of the Pope's penis and stuff. And if you marketed that in the right way, I think you could really do all right. In some weird way, you would have more success if you fucked the Pope than the Queen. I think so, I think people would be like, that's so disrespectful, fucking the Queen. Like, you shouldn't have done that. But I think a lot of people that are not Catholic would really get behind the idea of you fucking the Pope. Oh, it's a really tough one because I think you're right. There's Mm. a... Maybe a a better political point being made by having sex with the Pope in some sort of like genie yeah. um, or, situation because I think Catholicism still is quite homophobic. And so if you have, you know, I'm a man, if you had gay sex with the Pope, you're kind of getting back at them. I don't know if that's the, actually quite right, really, if that's the right political message. Well, no, I but don't think... But he's no. consenting because the genie tells him to. But there's something political there. It seems like cooler to do. Then sex with the queen feels a bit more predatory, like she's old. Let's assume she's still alive. Dude, there would never be a situation where, say they both consent in this perfect world. <laughs> in this perfect world. But at all times, the I feel like the general public would be like, how could you do that to that sweet old lady? I don't know. Th- where it's like, even though the Pope is old, I think people would be like, <laughs> you fucked the Pope. And I don't know why that is. Maybe that's the patriarchy. I just think people, that's how people... <laughs> this is a feel. very specific aspect of the patriarchy. I feel like the Queen would be more <laughs> likely to actually enjoy it, but I suppose let's just say, not to big myself up here, but I feel like, you know, like the Queen... Not, Dude, why do you think the Queen would enjoy it? The Queen might hate it. Because she's a straight woman. We don't know. What the, yeah, but the Pope's never had any sex. So you're saying the Pope doesn't have a sexuality life. just because... That's the whole point that... No, no, no. I think he's been repressing it all. Finally, someone is naked with yeah. him that's going to suck him off. Well, it's going to be I'd the rather, greatest moment of his life. I have power of it, I feel like I'm not the one going to be going down on him. I'd rather it reversed, probably, actually. If I, got... I reckon you would get there and he would be so... You'd be so polite and he'd be like, you know, I've never done it before. I'm 80. I never thought this would happen, but God's allowed it. Could you suck me off? And you'd be like, wow, you're a nice... What to be nice honest, I think are. with my eye on potential uh, book sales later on, I think I'd do it all. <laughs> I'd, I'd do as much as possible <laughs> in there. Every every experience is a new chapter in my. Dude, you you then set up the tro- you set up the trolley po- problem in the Vatican while you're <laughs> fucking him, just to add more intrigue to the whole thing. So while you're fucking him, you've got to quickly decide. I think though the negative reactions is something to compare as well. 
because I agree that monarchists yeah. and like conservative British people would not appreciate um, me having sex with the Queen, even if it was explained to them that in a genie-based scenario their uh, consent had been given. Mm. Um, but I, I think that's quite, you know, not that many people. I, I reckon, you know, what's the population of the UK? Like 80 million or something. I think we're talking about like 30 yeah. million angry people. Add another 10 million from like Australians and let's add another 20. Um, I reckon, for, dude, I reckon it's just more really? already. I'm going to pick holes in your numbers. Okay. I just think majority of British people yeah. would not be. But an Australian. <laughs> Australians might the, like it. No, maybe. but like British people, they wouldn't like that it's an Australian. Oh, they would hate that it was an Australian. You had the opportunity to sleep with Margot Robbie and and, and instead chose to prey upon their beautiful queen. <laughs> would be very frustrating to them, I think. A convict comes to their country. Oh yeah, I think on a magic you, carpet. <laughs> you'd almost argue that they would see it as a personal attack. Yeah, I think that it would be like like big what time. if a war started? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always like what what was that war started when Franz Ferdinand was shot or whatever? Yeah. This is the new war shot when Tom fucks the queen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't help. It did, it doesn't help like the the quad or whatever geopolitical arrangement we're in at the moment. It's like oh, Australia's not getting the nuclear submarines they, anymore because Tom went down on the on the beautiful model. Lizzie, they t- they turned the subs back on us. We were buying them and they just shot them back over at us. You've been going down too fair. much. You're not allowed to go down any, any further. But my point <laughs> is that there's more Catholics in the world. Like if you fuck there's the Pope, so many Catholics, all of South America, and because there's kind of religion involved as well. I mean, you know. Mm. The Church of England, I think the Queen's somewhat a religious figure, but like the Pope, dude. If you have gay sex with the Pope, mm. I think there's a chance you get murdered, man. I think someone's going to come and kill you. But wouldn't you be like the Pope did say yes? I mean, you can make all the arguments. I yeah. think these people will not be seeing reason. And and to be fair to them, I think it is quite a strange thing to get your head around that a genie has granted <laughs> one Australian man the right to have sex with anyone they want, and they've chosen the Pope. It's a slap in the face. It is a, it's, it's frankly a slap in the face to choose an old religious leader. The, the only way I think it works with the Pope is that if it's not a genie, I think it's God himself and he has to re-emerge yeah. and tell people. And it would be a weird time. The only time he's shown himself, you know, in quite a long time is to grant, grant you this specific wish. But I do think that's the only way that you get this over the line. So this is the trouble then though, because so let's say that God comes back and... Um, Comes back in a kind of undeniable fashion. Floats down. Things are like cars rise up into the mm. air. There's a huge blue um, figure, mm. a booming voice. Like every everyone sees this as well, just like wherever they are. Yeah, everyone can hear it. I am almighty God. I sent you. And it's like, let's say it's a, a Catholic God. The Catholics were right. I'm, I've come down to earth to, to say hello. And my one announcement is Tom Cashman who resides in Sydney, Australia, will be given the chance to sleep with consentingly because I will put the, the love for the act inside the human that is chosen. May Please make a selection. And then I'm like, maybe my face is like put up on a screen. Well, I think you get seeing. risen up at this point and then you're up there with God. So to everyone heaven. gets to see And I'm you. like, hey. Hey, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, okay. So and then God's like, point, I really like this guy. He does great grass. <laughs> he deserves this. <laughs> Good vibes, good vibes. God's a fan. Who's he going to pick? Yeah. I would be nervous, man. Because 
it would be a, quite a strange scenario because I've already kind of talked this through and think it would be funny to pick the Pope and mm. like beneficial to me and my life because I'd make lots of money selling the story. At this point though, I'm on the world stage. It's terrifying stuff, big stakes. I'd be like, wow, am I really going to pick the Pope? Like mm. I could just play it safe here. The Pope's quite sick at the moment as well, by the way, just as a side note. Well, I, I can think of a cure. Yeah, great. Terrific. <laughs> I think at this point as well, if I pick Pope, mm. the headline the next day isn't Tom Cashman has sex with Pope. Mm. It's God exists. Well, people would be looking for the book from the, the God. Well, actually, I think you'd sell more books because at this point, in my head, God's emerged. Yeah. He said, You're, yeah. you have to fuck the Pope. So the headline is going to be yeah. God is back. That's going to be... The first thing. But then 100%. God's not coming back for but, a while then. He just reemerged to tell you that. But you're the only other link. Strongly associated. Yeah. Dude. You're, I'm very much You're associated. essentially Jesus at this point. I kind of agree. And then, dude, this is, where I'm, this is what I'm saying in that at that point, I've got a lot of exposure. I'm going to be selling books anyway. I'm picking Michael Robbie. You know what I mean? Oh, it's then like, you get the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, I don't need to pick Pope because this isn't a private affair. This is now very much on the public stage and I'm going to be associated with, with God and, and I'm going to be able to like talk about my experience getting sucked up into the into the yeah. heavens. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so I don't need to have a weird um, homoerotic experience with an 85-year-old. So you do it once with the Pope, then you get the fame. No. Everything comes from it. No. No, I think you still have to... F- no, but I don't want to. I don't want no, I think if, if everyone in the world sees me, I don't need to then also suck off the Pope. No, but I, I think you then get. I think your dream then of getting Margot Robbie will lose in complete credibility unless you then what fuck do you mean? the Pope credibility. because it was God's wish for you to. So God's just proved that. No, he's no, no, real, no, dude, right? okay, no, no. Yeah, so we're sorry, we're talking about two different situations here. In my mind, the God says. Tom Cashman has won the award, the lotto of the sex. He must choose someone, anyone, and they will want to have sex with him. Yeah. Because that's my point in that if I had that opportunity from, like, privately from a genie, I think the best person to choose would be Pope because totally be funny and you'd get sell lots of books. But if you're up there and God's offering you in front of everyone, your association with that situation is already enough to sell some books. So I'm going to pick uh, Margot Robbie, a bit more of a you know, down-the-line choice, rather than the Pope. The Pope would be... It's crazy. It'd be awful. Story, it wouldn't be that fun. But also, I think you're maybe changing the goalposts here slightly because in my interpretation right. of it all was that you... The only reason God returned to tell people was because he was excited about the idea of you fucking the Pope. Oh, so hang on. So it, you're saying there's, there's a bit of a series of things here in that at first, the first thing is I talk to a private genie and I yeah. choose Pope for yeah. the reasons we've and agreed she, to. And she's like, oh, that'll be so hard to make, but I'll go ask God. Then God, totally. through a combination of maybe he's a fan of yours, <laughs> as well as, you know, he liked the idea of you fucking the Pope. So all these factors contribute to him yeah, coming yeah, back yeah. for the first time in forever. Totally. So then he re-emerges to tell you. So I don't think it's just out of nowhere he's like, Tom can fuck whoever, and then you pick okay. the Pope. I think you, I, you brought that up because I brought up that the Catholic community wouldn't be very happy with my decision. And I think you said, but what if God... What if God had endorsed it publicly. It was God's will. And then yeah. I think you're right that that would, that would go a long way to making them <laughs> more comfortable with the idea that this just had to happen. I think there'd still be... Yeah. I think, to be honest, I'd have to start talking to avoid getting assassinated by the Catholic community. I'd have to start talking in a very enlightened way. Mm. Oh, I'm coming back from the magical experience. And I'd have to talk about the, the sexual experience, even though it was quite, like, 
visceral and grotesque at the time. No one's watching. I'd have to come out of that describing it as some sort of like avatar-esque experience of like, like a holy experience. And then I could kind of, I suppose, maybe get a new version of the Bible going with like a new bit, talking about the magical uh, connection that I experienced with the Pope, which was kind of transcended sex. It was like a, a holy thing. You know, if you talked enough shit about that, it would be incorporated into Catholicism, wouldn't it? What the concept of like fucking a reli- an old religious leader, like that would be how you pay respect to God. Not all the time. I'm not going to endorse it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, actually now having sex with priests is back on the menu. No, you, I'm saying... Just, I feel like you would become the Pope. I think if the if the, God comes down and says you get to fuck the Pope, you're the Pope. <laughs> for sure. You are the Pope. Yeah. And then you get to appear at the window at the Vatican and there's like hundreds and thousands of people there. Totally. Cheering for you. <laughs> And then, like, I do think that would happen in this scenario. Instead of you become the head of the Catholic instead of church. smoke coming out of that chimney, it's cum. It's your cum, <laughs> just and then everyone wants it. It's holy cum. I, I put point. my head out. I'm the like, holiest of all. Cum. Oh my god, it's hot and heavy in here. That ain't smoke. It's steam. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting steamy in here with this pope. Uh, I reckon the pope would resign if such a thing occurred. I mean, the poor pope. Like, I actually do feel for the pope mm-hmm. because he. He had given, like, he had had a, he's having a life of celibacy. And then God makes this announcement, then puts the idea mm. in his head of wanting to have sex with you. And he's like, I can't help it. It's God's will. I want to do it as yes. well. So I'm going to do it. And then after, it's the first time he's had sex. Yeah. Then he's not the Pope anymore. You're the Pope. Yeah. And he would be like, what the hell Who happened? Am I? I was so close to going out with a bang. And then. <laughs> It was all for nothing. Well, this is what you get for believing in God. Like, if you believe in an, um, an all-powerful God, like, this kind of stuff's possible. It probably keeps him up at night. Do you reckon the Pope's actually never had sex, though? Nah, he would have had it. I reckon. Like, get real. At least once you would have had sex. Because he's, like, old, as if it didn't happen at least Back once. Back in the day. There was someone that threw themselves at, at the Pope. Just because they would have already been on a path to power. This is exactly what I'm saying. I reckon, in the, in the same way that, like, Pretty much every NBA star, gridiron player, soccer star were, like these mm. days particularly, probably the star of their whole town, area, oh, certainly yeah. school, university, since they were like 11, probably. Like that you have to mm. have been excellent since then to even get close to it, um, a, you know, being a great sports person. So they kind of have these huge egos because they've just always been like the king. Everyone's like looking at them like, oh my God, you're the future of this place. And I feel like Pope would be similar if you grow up in like a Catholic community and you're just like yeah, clearly very charismatic, really know your way around the Bible, whatever other characteristics make you a good Pope. Those are the only two I can think Makes, of. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else you need to. I think good at ironing, like you'd have those robes you yep, need to look. Totally. Sh- like f- sharp, can't be crinkled. Confidence, kind of like... Doing shit where you pretend God talks to you, like, early and, like, pulling it off. I suppose kind of emotionally manipulative, maybe. Totally. Walking, like, with purpose, but quite slowly. That's yes. what I feel like religious people do regularly. And there's, it's like a gliding. They never go up and down. It's always just... Dude, exactly. Yeah, I'm always like, like that. I, ro- I look like a metronome when I walk. Oh. But they would, like, they're absolutely... It looks like their feet aren't actually moving it's just like they're zooting along i was looking at my apple health yesterday and it actually measures your like the evenness of your gait 
the Pope would have no. the most even gate man if he has an Apple Watch, which he should. Are they trying to put out the the message that God is letting them float? They're that close to God that they're floating. I think I think priests are magician adjacent, and they're kind of pretending to levitate <laughs> I love a this the time. <laughs> they're like they're dressed a bit like magicians. They're talking about miracles, but like they're alluding to them and referring to them in the past rather than performing them. But they're they're like the hype man out the front of a magic show, like. Wow. Magic's happened, man. It exists. I'm not going to do it because I'm above it because I'm like yeah. fancy. But I'm kind of, I don't know, giving off similar vibes and kind of trying to make your your spine tingle with Dude, some allusions to magic. Imagine know? if God came back and said that like he really appreciated everything the Catholic Church was doing and that he loved popes. He loved, you know, ministers or whatever. He loved the whole Vatican oh. setup, but the ones that actually were following in his footsteps the most were magicians, and that they mm. were the ones that were the pathway to heaven. Because, like, he loved a bit of magic. He would do crazy stuff, created the world. Like, you know, yeah. Jesus died, he rose again, blah, 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 all this amazing mm. stuff, which is all kind of, totally. a lot of it feels like sleight of hand magic tricks. I really like the, the image that you've just conjured, which I'm picturing, because I've been to Rome, I've been to the Vatican. Very busy, very touristy. People going very to busy. There. Beautiful like, spot, and the, the the Swiss guards around yeah. bringing the stupid stuff, right? Very antiquated stuff, and um, but very beautiful, beautiful, huge cathedral, gold stone, and and so what the image I'm I'm, I'm thinking of is very formal um, cardinals and the Pope and like priests and and workers in the Sistine Chapel. They're all got like boxes, like they've been fired, mm. and they've all got their stuff, their goblets, and their beautiful jewelry and stuff like that. And they're moving out. They're all like leaving the Sistine Chapel, and magicians are moving in. Oh, so like we've got yeah, all like street music, I love uh, magicians and buskers, and like those vibes of oh, like, absolutely. They're there with like suitcases, and they're coming in, yeah. and they're looking up at the Sistine Chapel. They're like, Whoa. "Whoa, not bad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming up for us, boys. <laughs> this is not too bad at all. And then Chris Angel becomes the Pope, yeah. or something like that. Exactly. You know, like they go in. Everyone's wearing little vests, weird little fucked mm-hmm. fedoras. Yeah, that becomes like the spiritual That's like it. garb to wear. And then, basically. and then, who's out there on Pitt Street at two p.m. on a Saturday? It's bishops. Yeah. Doing their sermons. Who's doing a residency on a cruise ship, a late night one hour show? <laughs> That's it. It's the Catholic priest. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Our kingdom come, I will be done on earth as it is in. Boo! <laughs> this fucking blows! <laughs> you, you will be interviewing Conor McGregor on Wednesday morning. Do you know what you're going to ask? I haven't thought about it at all, but I reckon I was just thinking about this then. Maybe I trash talk him. Okay. And just because it's over Zoom. Yeah. And I asked Jared and he was like, Jared's so funny. He's like, oh, I wouldn't trash talk him in person. Like yeah. he'd beat me up. Like it's a it's a press junket. Like, yeah. I mean. He, that would be such a bad look for him. Would it? If you were a bit rude. If he just. I think it would actually be good PR for slap him. me. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think if he wouldn't beat the fuck out of you till you're dead. But he would. Like if he kind of slapped you and pushed you and like got up and grabbed you by the scruff of your neck or something that could be good for yeah. him particularly if you said something quite fucked yeah you'd have to deserve it so what i'm thinking of doing is like maybe at the end being like it's i never thought i'd get to meet you and i've always dreamt of like fighting you so maybe we could do some press conference beef so i set it yes. up that way and then i'm like you're a skinny punk ass bitch 
who can't take a right hand, mm. who broke his leg, I'm going to destroy you. And then see what he says back to me. So that's awesome. Can I recommend you don't say my dream is to fight you because, again, that's like <laughs> he'll kill you, yeah, dude. But it's, yeah, but it's not going to happen. Can't you just say I'm a comedian and I, like, I wanna, I'm good at smack talk. Can we do a smack talk off? You think I have roasts for him? Or maybe, yeah, you could do like... Dude, that's not bad if I've actually written roast jokes for him. That's actually really good. Yeah. You got, you got uh, so tattoos, tattoo, more like tat three and tat four, tat five. Hmm, he might beat me up for that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do, I think of other roast jokes? Where's he from? Is he Irish? Is he Northern Irish? No, he's Irish. I do have to talk about his whiskey. Okay, what's, what's whiskey? What, um, let's figure this out. What can you say about whiskey? I suppose he wouldn't like it if you said his whiskey was I don't bad. want to be mean to his whiskey. He might have fun as long as I'm not mean to his whiskey. Oh, no, yeah, he's not exactly. promoting the whiskey. He's promoting the TV show Ultimate Fighter. So what's funny about him? What did he do? He threw stuff at a bus? He threw stuff at a bus. He lost a Khabib. He lost to Dustin um, Poirier twice. But he also was like the best fighter in the world for a while. He had a crazy right hand. What about uh, when, when I have a big night, I, uh, I, th- I throw up on the bus. This guy... This guy throws stuff at the bus. <laughs> I don't hate it, but... <laughs> okay. What is about... Bus, um, is the bus thing that well known? Oh, maybe not. You'd be like, oh, Conor McGregor, have you seen um, footage of this guy talking to his opponents? He's so rude. He's one of the rudest guys I've ever, <laughs> ever laid eyes an- upon. Anti-roast is quite fun. So I set him up for it, and then I'm just like, Conor McGregor... Great fighter, even better guy. <laughs> oh, just a compliment. No, so you got to go, like, actually, because he is really, like, does this guy have any manners? Does this guy, if he had, a, had to put a, a knife and fork down on the table, he'd, he'd put the, the knife on the left and the fork in your fucking cheek. I think we're coming at this from different angles here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I want to roast him. That He's also turned a new leaf. Like, he's quite... Like loved, I feel like at the moment. Okay, I don't know. Oh, you know my favorite thing about him. Okay, yeah, go. My favorite thing about him is every photo I've seen of him on Instagram. There's a clear outline of his penis in the tight pants. He loves wearing tight <laughs> pants, and you can see his penis. <laughs> well, I think he's on steroids at the moment. I've got, I get that vibe, and so maybe he wants to show off that his penis hasn't been shrunk mm. by the steroids. He could be quite passionate about that. Okay, so um, have you seen this guy on Instagram? This guy's this guy's penis is huge. This guy's one of one of the biggest penises. How can he even walk around with a penis as as clearly large? Matt Shervington has a a big penis and just got appointed to be the new guy on Sunrise. Whereas I'm someone's son, and. I rose and shone today to wake up to interview you, Connor, and you've got a big penis too. I mean, I should point out, right, at this point, that I only have limited time with him. Okay, totally. (laughs) I feel if I go on this crazy riff, um, then I might lose him, you know? Yes. He also could just get over it. I think maybe we just go, I might have to go either real mean, just straight mean, trash talk, or... I try to get, I don't know, yeah, I don't know actually what I was, or I get him to just to trash talk me. What about um this? You go, what, what's the difference between 
a bucket of shit and Conor McGregor. Oh, that's really good. There's no differences. They, they, they both have a big penis. There's also a big penis in the bucket of shit. It's, a, it's, a, it's shit in there and a big Someone penis. Someone cut the pen, their penis off and threw it in with the bucket of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's actually not about the differences. It's about, it's about the similarities because they both have a big penis. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's going to be... Do you reckon you'd like that? I liked it. Yeah, definitely liked it. I have to go, I think, judging by the time. Okay. What about, um, what about this? <laughs> what, what's... <laughs> What's the, the, the similarity between um, someone in boxing when they don't quite get knocked out because they stand up too early and um, like a referee in that scenario and Conor McGregor? They both can't count to 10. Oh, that's actually, can I say, pretty good. It could be Thank tightened you. up, but the count to 10 thing is really good. I've got another one. Uh, what, what's someone, what's the, what's, the, what's the same between Conor McGregor and someone um, who gets uh, hay fever in autumn. They both got beaten by Mayweather. I don't get that one. Didn't he get beaten by Floyd Mayweather? Yeah, yeah, he did get beaten and by autumn, Floyd. Autumn is, autumn is Mayweather. It's, it's the weather in May. Because <laughs> it gives them hay fever. Okay. <laughs> okay, now I get it. I like it. Okay, we're getting we're onto something here. <laughs> I mean, that's not bad. That would be that would be more in the performance, I think, of that bit. Totally. Yeah. Sorry, can I know you've got to go, but we could do maybe five more minutes of this. Of um, yeah, sure, absolutely. Let's keep going. Let's absolutely <laughs> keep going. Sorry, one sec. Um, that's good. He did. Lo- he lost to Floyd Mayweather. He's bad at boxing, but he wants to fight Canelo Alvarez. Mm. He wants to fight a Mexican, so that's something. He is quite bad grappling, actually quite bad grappling, like on the ground, jiu-jitsu. He's like a better striker. Uh, but what about this this guy? Uh, well, nice to meet you, Connor. I, I see right now that you, you fight in the UFC, but you also have a UFC. And unfortunately, flaccid cock. Yeah. Because I, th- I can see it through your pants because you've, <laughs> you can always see your penis. But isn't his penis kind of hard a little bit all the time? No, oh, it's, I suppose, maybe, yeah. Unfortunately, firm cock, maybe. He spends a lot of time on a boat. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I want to roast him. I know he might just get over the roast very quick uh, and not return serve. What about um? Because he might not understand roast. Uh, what a, what's the similarity between Conor McGregor's stature and Tom... My friend Tom's attitude before he's had a coffee. He's 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 shorter than you think. Is he short though? Yeah, he's short, isn't he? How short is he? Oh no, he's yeah, he's not that short. He's one seventy five. <laughs> I can be quite short before I've had my coffee though. What's one seventy five in I think that's like five seven or something, isn't it? Five eight. No, no, no. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. It's spot on in the middle. God. Yeah, so I take it back, he he is short. There we go, yeah, that's short. He's completely short. Yeah, it's shorter than you think. He's a tiny man. Yeah, what's this guy? A tiny man. What's this guy uh, in the show Smallville? What is this? The Borrowers? Are you Indian because you look like you just got out of the cupboard, you little guy? Wait, what's that? I'm just referencing films where people are tiny. You know, the Indian in the cupboard and the Borrowers, and it's like, uh, oh, right. Someone get me uh, some honey because someone shrunk this guy, <laughs> this little fucking guy. Um, 
Um, what is this? The downsizing with Matt Damon. Oh, what about Honey, We Shrunk the Kids? That's the one I was just doing. Someone get me some honey because someone shrunk this guy. That was honey. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Ma- I mean, maybe we could shrink UFC fighters. And leave you the same size. <laughs> <laughs> we shrink all the other you, and then you can fight them and it's a fair fight. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you ever, would you ever Connor, would you ever fight a bear in brackets Teddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think he's going to fight again. I think he's over. I oh, he's, he's done. done. What do you mean? So, what's the UFC show? He's like a hosting it. I think the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, gotcha. Okay, but he wants a big boxing fight. Interesting. He doesn't like rolling around on the ground with men anymore. Fair enough. He's given up on it. You should get into unboxing. Oh, <laughs> get people to send him a free bikini and then open it. <laughs> open it on video. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, what, that is really fun. That's what boxers should do in retirement, get into unboxing. Yeah, exactly. And it is probably all their brain capacity has time mm. for after they've taken so many hits to the head. Um, he, I've got to go. I actually just have to go now. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to be facetious by keeping you here for longer to listen to my terrible ideas, but then I actually did it as well. I apologize. A podcast has changed my life. Chad, it's lovely to meet you. Yes, nice to be back. Come on, sit down, tuck in, 